I'm Lucy. And I'm Linnea. And you're listening to First Impressionists, where we talk about all things art. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like a dozen weeks. Yes. It <laughs> sure is. Uh, we should, um, I was going to say eat a dozen donuts to celebrate. That, that would be a lot of That sounds donuts. like too many. Never mind. <laughs> oh, my oh, man. Uh, we could share them with friends, though. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Celebrate. Yes. That would be a good thing. How are you, Linnea? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful day. I don't know. It's yes. a good day to be talking about art. It's a good day to be alive. Yeah. 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 How are you? I'm good. Um, I think it's definitely reaching that point in summer where everyone is just ready to fly away and take a break. Yeah. But that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going on a trip soon. So going to have some sunshine and... Time to just think and read and do fun things. Mm, That sounds amazing. Yes. I feel like I'm about to go on a trip with what we're doing with this episode. Um, Well, do you want to explain what we're doing? Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, So I believe we mentioned this at some point in an earlier episode, or maybe not. Maybe we just talked about it. But um, one idea that Linnea and I had was for each of us to come up with our own personal gallery where we curate all of the pieces if there's a theme that's great um whatever our idea is and to sort of do a gallery tour Mm -hmm. um so this week we are going to go on a tour of my own personal gallery um so i'm very excited yeah me too i feel like it's been so long since i've had an experience like this where like I just go to a place to look at art and it's really making me excited and um I don't know I just like in my mind I'm like walking down a rainy city street and I'm gonna go like (laughs) to a gallery and then afterwards go get an espresso and a pastry yes and just sit and think about it yes so well I hope so I hope that's the experience that you have good 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 um well, I don't have espresso ready, but we That's can okay. make some. I also cannot make it rain, but I wish I could. That's all good. It's all good. Um, I have a good imagination. Yes. Yes. I hope so, because we're actually just looking at an iPad, but maybe someday this gallery will become real. Yeah, that would, that would be, be cool. so cool. You never know. You never know. Maybe our podcast will blow up. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, yeah. Well, should we just get right into it? Yeah. All right. Well, the title of my gallery is The Rising Sun Gallery, which hopefully will make sense by the end of this experience. (laughs) I'm not going to explain it to you now. Um, Yes. So, diving right in. Oh, wait. Oh. Before we dive in, you can go to our Instagram to find all the paintings from this. And then you can scroll through as we walk through the gallery. 
Yes. You can do it as well. Yes. So imagine that you're walking down a rainy city street and you're going into a little art gallery. Yes. And um, if you're listening to this in your car, hit pause, come back later, snuggle up with your with our Instagram page, First Impressionist Podcast, and go on this journey with us because mm-hmm. it should be super fun. Okay. So, as the English major that I am, I had to base my gallery around a poem oh. that I really love. Um, if you have seen the movie Dead Poets Society, this will be familiar to you. Um, so, when you first walk into my gallery, there will be a black wall with some white words on it. Um, and this will be the intro quote of my gallery as well as the theme. Um, parts of this poem will pop up throughout the gallery experience, so take note. To start out, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. It's a poem by Walt Whitman, and it's called Oh Me, Oh Life. I'm just going to turn the screen towards me real quick <laughs> so I can read this to everyone. Oh me, oh life, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, of myself forever reproaching myself, for who more foolish than I, and who more faithless, of eyes that vainly crave the light, of the objects mean, of the struggle ever renewed, of the poor results of all, of the plodding and sordid crowds I see around me, of the empty and useless years of the rest, with the rest me intertwined, the question, oh me, so sad, recurring, what good among these, oh me, oh life? Answer, that you are here, that life exists in identity, that the powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. Mm. Okay. So, this is the first thing that you are greeted with in my gallery. Mm. And then, as you walk into the first room, we begin with just the word faithless. Okay. So here's where we get into the art. The first piece, if it lets me continue, is winter... 1946 by Andrew Wyeth. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a gallery is always a very quiet experience. Yes. I guess it is kind of weird to like talk <laughs> through the experience. Maybe it would be helpful for me to walk through it once, and then we can go back. Ooh, okay. Okay, yeah. let's do that. So, Winter 1946 by Andrew Wyeth. The Potato Eaters by Vincent Van Gogh. New York Earth Room by Walter DeMaria. In your gallery, is this a photograph or the actual earth room? No, it's the room. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So much cooler than a photograph. (laughs) Gotta smell the dirt. Mm, Okay. It's part of it. 
Okay. This one is a photograph. Oh! (laughs) Because I don't know how you'd recreate this. I love how you're including so many things from our performance art episode. I think it's just been at the forefront of my mind. Yes. I was like, ooh, this fits. Um, So the next one is The Lovers, The Great Wall Walk by Marina Abramovic and Ule, which you guys will remember from the performance art episode. Obviously, they're not actually walking the Great Wall, but... um, I thought this fit well with the theme. Hmm. Um, So I'm hoping people who go to this gallery maybe have some background knowledge or are willing to do some research. Mm. But they can also just make of the photograph what they will. Mm. So, okay. Moving on. The next one is Charred Landscape by Lee Krasner. And... The next piece is Melancholy by Edvard Munch. All right. And then we're moving on to Foolish. So the first piece here is called The Weather Project by Olafur Eliasson. Hmm. And this is an installation. Oh. So this would probably be in a room all by itself. And it's like, and then you'd move this on. is the room, and then there's the giant yes. sun orb. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Okay, cool, cool. All right, and then in the next room would be Snowstorm Steamboat Off a Harbor's Mouth hmm. by Joseph William Lord Turner. And then The Lady of Shalott by John William Waterhouse. This is one of my favorite paintings of all time. Mm. And then Foolish Arrangement by Lloyd Tabing. Tabing? I'm not sure how to say his last name. And then The Intrigue by James Enzor. Shout out to Keaton. Desperate by Gustave Courbet. And then Woman Bitten by Serpent by Auguste Kleisinger. Okay. And then the next room is Life. So the first piece is An Italian Village by a Lake by Carl Gustav Rod. Rada, I guess, because he's German. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> if you don't know, then we don't know. <laughs> and then Fisherwoman with her son hmm. by Joaquin Sorolla. The Backs by Emily Powell. The Kiss by Gustav Klimt. Maria Magdalena in Ecstasy by Artemisia Gentileschi. Hunters in a Landscape Anonymous from 1575. This is a tapestry. And then Universe 
by Kim Wonki. And the next section is called Identity. We've got The Thinker by Auguste Rodin. I just think this one's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the next is The Two Fridas by Frida Kahlo. Hmm. Moon of the Pheasant Dance by Joan Hill. Self-Portrait in a Convex Mirror by Parmigianino in 1524. Hmm. My Journey by Kay Kong. And Triumphant Scale by L. Anatsui. And the next section is called Answer. Hmm. So this one needs a little bit of explanation. So the final room is uh, one entire wall will be a recreation of the Van Gogh painting Enclosed Field with Rising Sun, which if you guys have listened to the first episode, this is my favorite painting of all time. Um, so this will be on the wall behind you when you walk in, hmm. and then in front of you will be a giant mirror that hmm. takes up the whole wall, and there will be like a recreation of a brick wall that you can sit on and just yes. look at the painting. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um. And then as you leave on the door will be the same quote, except the first stanza, the title, and the poet will be in a very light gray. So it's still there. You can still see it. But then beneath where it says answer that you are here, that life exists an identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse is the only part that is in black and bold so you can read it and that's my gallery so now maybe uh you can form some thoughts and maybe we can talk through it a little yes wow i do have thoughts first of all um i okay when we started going through the gallery i was like (laughs) okay where's this going (laughs) but i have to say even just that what is actually happening is you and I are sitting at a table with your iPad. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I there's like an experience, you know, and I, like yeah. you are telling a story with this progression. Yay. And I'm so glad. <laughs> yes. Okay. I might need some time to think about exactly what it is. Also, I think you did an, I mean awesome this is awesome because i feel like if this were real i would want to spend all day here yay (laughs) (laughs) um okay i feel like i need to read the poem again okay 
And then let's go section by section. I'll read it out loud. Okay. Because this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. Man, I don't have as good of a poetry voice as Lucy. O me, O life, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of the cities filled with the foolish, of myself forever reproaching myself, for who more foolish than I, and who more faithless, of eyes that vainly crave the light of the objects, mean of the struggle ever renewed, of the poor results of all, of the plodding and the sordid crowds I see around me, of the empty and the useless years of the rest, with the rest, me intertwined, the question, O oh me, so sad recurring, what good amid these, O oh me, O oh life? Answer. That you are here, that life exists an identity, that the powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. Okay, first of all, I just want to say that I think I love the last part, the mm-hmm. the last room with the wall, the brick wall. It's, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> so cool because I feel like what galleries are meant to do is like, you can now enter into this world of art mm-hmm. and like experience it for yourself and get from it what you want to. And like that's you're like really embracing that with mm-hmm. your idea of like having somebody sit in the middle of the painting. Mm-hmm. Um oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I could like sit in that room all day. <laughs> yes. It sounds amazing. Um, okay, so the movements are faithless, mm-hmm. foolish, mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. identity, mm-hmm. and answer. Yes. Okay. Yep. So five different sections. Okay. Yes. Well, should we just go through the sections again? Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So this is Faithless. Um, okay. So I just want to hear all your thoughts about why you chose <laughs> what you chose. But to me, it's especially this one, um, the Great Wall Walk. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This might sound dumb because uh, the Earth Room is in it, but it just... I feel this very earthy feeling from this section Mm -hmm. um kind of a lonely melancholy feeling from this section um maybe you could tell us a little bit what you're trying to capture with the different pieces that you chose yeah um so to me faithless just seems like that just captures like this lack of hope Hmm. that people have and to me that's sort of what I felt from these different pieces Hmm. um one clarification I'd like to make is it's not necessarily about the artists um so (laughs) my intention is not to say these artists are faithless but it's the pieces that's how they make me feel Hmm. um and sort of the element of humanity that I think that they capture. So, for example, Winter 1946 by Andrew Wyeth. Um, when I look at this painting, it's still really beautiful, and I love this painting, 
but it sort of captures this feeling of faithlessness mm-hmm. like you're just sort of endlessly running from things mm-hmm. um running from death running from connection running from whatever it is that that you're running from um and so to me that feels faithless like you're not hoping and you're not putting your trust in things mm. um and so that's why I, I included that piece here um the next piece the potato eaters um i don't know if it was necessarily anything about the specific people's situation but really just the feeling of mm-hmm. the painting it's mm-hmm. i don't know it's just very dark it's dim they're working under this this light that seems to be going out and it's casting these like great shadows mm-hmm. um and so it just gives me this feeling of lack of hope um like there's there's no light shining through a window there's no open door that you can see it just Mm. feels like they're sort of stuck there um so that's why i included that piece the next piece new york earth room i feel like this piece um could maybe mean a lot of different things to different people but I mean, maybe just because it's so simple, Hmm. but to me, it felt faithless because everything just feels so bare. Hmm. There's nothing on the walls. There's no furniture. There's nothing growing from this dirt Hmm. in this room. And so there's potential for hope, but like no one has latched onto it or like begun to find hope. Interesting. Um, Mm. So that's sort of how I interpreted this, Mm. um, which is why I put it here. And I think more than likely, if someone went to a gallery and it was in this section, they would maybe interpret it the same way, Mm. Um, which I think is interesting because pieces like this that are very ambiguous, um, I think people, I don't know they they just interpret them very different ways like if you if you came and no one said anything about this piece and you just went to see it on its own depending on what was happening in your life or what your day was like who you were with it would probably change how you perceived it Hmm. so i think this is an interesting piece in general but that's why i put it in this section um I included the Great Wall Walk um, just because it sort of gave me a hopeless feeling when Mm. we were talking about it, um, that people people were willing to walk all the way across the Great Wall to end their relationship and separate rather than taking that time to figure out how to change that ending. Hmm. And that they both still arrived at that point and decided to do that. That, I don't know, to me, that made me feel a little bit hopeless. And so I included it in this section. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the next piece, Charred Landscape by Lee Krasner. Um, Lee created this after the death of her husband, James Pollock. Oh, snap. Wait, yeah. wait. Is James and Jackson the same? Jackson, sorry. It is Jackson. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jackson Pollock, my bad. Um, 
and I don't know there's just this yeah it's pretty like deep sadness Mm -hmm. and lack of hope in it um and when I look at this it just doesn't seem like there is much faith for whatever is going to happen next hmm um yeah and then the last piece um there's just a lonely man um sitting thinking he looks pretty sad the sky is these muted colors everything in the landscape sort of just blends together um and it just feels like all the vibrancy of life is gone Mm. so that's why i included it here yeah I think there's something really powerful about, like, having all these different mediums and, like, um, styles, Mm -hmm. but they're all the same. Like, you chose them all out of the same feeling Mm -hmm. because it gives you this, like, I don't know. It's kind of powerful to, like, look at all these different things, but they're all, yeah, leaving the same kind of impression, but in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's move on to the foolish. Okay. Foolish section. Do you have thoughts already? Well, I'm so... (laughs) Okay. Um, Yes. I'm so interested in why you included um, the weather project. Yes. So that's the giant orb it does give you kind of like a i mean i don't know what it would be like to be in the room but i imagine that it gives you kind of this like unsettled Mm -hmm. feeling yeah um so the original intention of this installation was um to create a conversation about climate change Hmm. um but what kind of stuck with me about it is it just feels so inescapable as Mm. soon as you enter the room there's this giant foreboding sun it feels like it's beating down on you the rest of the room is red all the people around you just look like shadows um there's sort of this fog drifting around so um it just feels like oppressive have you been to inescapable no i wish that would be very cool Mm. um i just happened to read an article about Mm. it Mm. um but when i feel the most foolish it just feels inescapable to me yeah um and like i just can't get it off of my mind and it's just this thing that is like looming over me Hmm. um I tend to, like, take that foolish feeling pretty hard. I can be, like, fairly self-critical. And so, to me, this was a good illustration of that feeling. Um, And I wanted to start this section with this feeling because I think it will kind of um, bring out this theme more deeply in the other pieces. Interesting. If you start with this. Yeah, it's almost like a... It almost has this feeling of, of yeah, like, inescapableness yeah. to it. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Mm. Very, very, very cool. 
snowstorm. This is a huge contrast Mm -hmm. from the weather project. Yes. Different colors. Mm -hmm. Um, But similar, like, you feel kind of sucked in a little bit. Yeah. And confused. Mm -hmm. um, Discombobulated. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I look at this piece and it just feels overwhelming mm-hmm. and inescapable. And to me, that's more the feeling that I get from foolishness as opposed to faithless. Like, to me, this is less, you don't have hope and more. It's just, it feels inescapable and maybe... Um, there's this complex web of how did I get here and what are my experiences and how did I like make it to this mistake and or I don't know going back to the poem it's not even necessarily just one foolish thing that you do Um, Walt Whitman talks about how who is more faithless than I and who more foolish Hmm. Um, and I think sometimes it's when we I don't know just continue to drift through life without like making our mark or finding the beauty in it and we're just like accomplishing things but just sort of like foolishly fumbling through um and that's kind of how this makes me feel it's like how did I end up here <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah hmm yeah okay okay I have very curious about this one too why this one is in here because you said this is your favorite painting mm-hmm. um yeah tell us why this is this is the lady of shallot yes well okay first of all i just love this painting because it's beautiful it is yes um john william waterhouse has this incredibly vibrant realistic almost like mythological style which is why he painted so many mythological mythological figures especially mm-hmm. women um part of why i chose this painting for the foolish section is sort of the backstory of this painting okay yes um so the lady of shallot is from arthur arthurian mythology um she essentially was locked away in a tower most of her life and sorry my sister is calling me um she was locked away in a tower for most of her life but she would consistently see lancelot riding past and she was very in love with him Mm -hmm. um and eventually she found her way out of the tower but found out that he was already in love with guinevere so she got in a boat and died or committed suicide depending on the version that you read Um, and she floated all the way down the river until it reached Camelot, and she is basically a martyr. Um, she's sort of the classic trope of, like, a beautiful woman dying, and people just regard her as beautiful but don't love her. Um, and so when she reached Camelot, all of the knights, including Lancelot, said, Oh, what a shame. She's so beautiful. It's too bad she's dead. Hmm. Um, 
and that's pretty much her story. It's a very like short part of Arthurian mythology, but um, when I look at this painting, I interpreted this as foolish. Um, you know, I don't know if I can like fully put it into words why I put it in foolish rather than faithless. Um, I think part of it is that people failed to like see her for all that she was. Hmm. And so it, maybe it was foolish on their part. Um, but also just maybe the expectations that we place on other people. Um, and we let ourselves down when they don't meet those expectations. Uh-huh. Yes. That's what I'm thinking is like she wanted something so badly that she couldn't have. Yeah. And that maybe is no fault of hers. Mm-hmm. We all have that experience, but yeah. It feels foolish. Yeah. And like being trapped a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So this is a very beautiful painting. It's I love gorgeous. all of the detail. Um, I think it would be very cool to see in person. I would love to someday. I don't, I don't know, actually. I should Mm. look it up, but, um, that would be super cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, well, this one has foolish in it. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm thinking maybe influenced where I put it a bit, but I also feel like it fits in this section. Yeah. It just feels, like, scattered and chaotic. Um, and, like, you sort of put a bunch of color down and then covered it up. Um, mm, but interesting. I do think it's really beautiful. I really like abstract paintings. Mm. We're going to need to do just an abstract episode, probably. Yeah, that would be great. Ah, good old James Enzor. <laughs> yes. I think I can see why this one's here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Bunch of people in masks. Um, I really like this painting. Yeah. In a way that I want to walk. If I, if I was going to your gallery, I'd probably look at this one and then quickly walk away. Because yeah. it's a little disturbing. It's a little intense to yeah. just look at. Mm-hmm. Just looks like, what it looks like to me is, like, somebody realizing that they've made a huge mistake. hmm I made that face probably three times today. Yeah. But it's very unsettling. It is. And it, yeah, it feels like how I feel when I realize I've done something really foolish. Yeah. Okay, I'm curious about this one, too, because, um, I don't know anything about it. This is Woman Bitten by Serpent. Yeah, um... So, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about the artist of this one. Um, I really wanted to include some statues in my exhibit. Mm. Um, So, that was part of my motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, the story behind this statue is pretty much what the title of it says. Um, So, it's this beautiful woman. She is tempted and bitten by a serpent. And she falls to the ground and dies. Um, 
I'm sure it's from mythology, but uh, if this woman has a particular name, it's not coming to mind right now. Um, but I don't know. I think just this pose. So she's laying on the ground. She's got her head twisted back and one arm twisted back. It looks like she's still clutching a flower. Um, and it looks like she essentially just died very suddenly. Um, she didn't have any time to make any plans. Um, she was still sort of clutching to life and trying hmm. to just continue whatever she was doing, picking flowers, walking through a meadow. Um, and so to me, um, I think this one just makes me think about how sudden foolishness can like come on. I don't know, like you're just going about your day and then something will happen and you feel foolish or um, something more... I mean, it's, this is a very extreme example, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting, though. It's like all the things that you were doing, suddenly it's like, oh, they don't even matter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, next is life. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I really liked this section a lot. Um... I really love this one, The Backs by Emily Powell. Mm -hmm. I love just how bright and colorful this one is. Yeah, I, I don't know. All of these I, I thought were really interesting. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you were trying to capture with this section? Sure. Um, so I don't know if I have really specific reasons for all of these being in this section hmm. but all of them just felt very vibrant and mm. joyful or um like observant of, hmm. of just life in our world hmm. um so the backs by emily powell i love this one i actually love all of her art hmm. it's just very bright and joyful um, she is an artist that lives in Devon, England. Hmm. Um, she does a lot of paintings that are by the seaside because that's where she lives. And she uses um, mixed media. She does hmm. some oil paint um, as, and usually just adds on layers and layers of other things um, and ends up with these just joyful paintings um that she just kind of creates spur of the moment and I just really love that um and then there's other paintings like an Italian village by a lake which is just so vibrant and mm -hmm. joyful to me um I love the blue sky and the sun rising on the village and people just going about doing their daily work um, and Fisherwoman with Her Son by Joaquin Sorolla. I love this one. Yes. It's beautiful. I love all of his paintings. I think they're just so beautiful. Mm. Um, and then there's The Kiss, and, um, 
Maria Magdalena in Ecstasy. These are sort of more... Like emotional? Yes, emotional experiences mm. of life, I think. Mm. Um, and they captured those very well. Um, I really like Hunters in a Landscape. It sort of looks dull compared to the other ones, but it's because it's so old. Yeah. Um, and I just love all the colors in this one mm. and like the expansive feeling of it mm. and that it captures this just little bits of life for people that lived so long ago. Mm. Um, but the, there's just all these beautiful trees and lakes and nature and... Um, I just think it captures that so well. Um, and then the very last one, Universe by Kim Wong-Ki, um, who I believe is the highest grossing Korean artist of all time. Wow. Um, this painting sold for millions and millions of dollars. It's beautiful. Um, and I don't know how to describe this one mm -hmm. or say why I put it here, but it just felt right. Yeah, no. I love the, like, kind of almost progression of this, um, through, like, just the beauty of, like, life and then the beauty of, like, human emotion, and then it ends on this, like, expansive note of mm -hmm. this painting that just makes you, like, I guess want to, like, lay out on and look up at the stars is what yeah. it makes me think of, and... Yeah, it ends on this, like, note of, like, how huge life is. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Next is right. Identity. Yeah, there, oh, man, there's so many paintings in here that I'm so excited to go and look at up <laughs> later, Yeah, Lucy. But, um, yeah, what, what were you trying to capture in this, in this section? So, to me, identity is something that humans value a lot. Mm. It's very important to us, mm. but it's also very hard to define. Um, I don't know. I think identity for everyone is different pretty much every day. It mm. changes all the time. It changes in various parts of your life. And so... I included the thinker first. First of all, I think it's, I just think it's funny. Um, but on a more serious note, um, I think this represents to me just that ever-changing nature of identity mm -hmm. um, and how we can never really pin down every part of who we are or who you are as a group or who we are as humans. There's so many definitions of it um, and so many different ways to approach it. Mm. And so to me, this is the gallery owner cautioning people to not um, limit themselves to the pieces that I included. Even though I think that they represent identity well, it's definitely not <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, hmm. So that's why I started with this. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I love, gotta love Frida. Yep. And this is really cool because I think this painting is so much about 
her identity and her own like struggle to kind of reconcile her identity yeah actually um i'm realizing now four out of six of these pieces have to do with culture oh interesting um which i don't know going back to the thinker is why this is not in any way an answer to what identity is Mm. um or Mm. what we should include within that but culture is a very big part of that Mm -hmm. um and i mean this piece says so much about it on the left we've got frida in western clothes on the right we've got frida in her traditional mexican clothes and it's clear that she feels so divided about who she is Mm. and she's not sure which one is the real frida um and where her identity comes from and so i'm not really sure in this section um i'm giving many answers to what identity is but maybe more questions yeah Um, sure but i think that's good yeah i think it's good to think about yeah so you're right Hmm. yeah i really love this one the moon moon of the pheasant dance um but i don't know anything about it it's beautiful yeah i i really love this painting um i think the colors are extraordinary and the composition um so joan hill is a very famous woman native american artist Mm. um she has won many many awards for her art um and to me this is representative of part of how she finds her identity so this is a depiction of a traditional Native American dance. Um, She took part in this tradition growing up Mm. and decided to make it part of her art. And I just love the warm colors Mm. in this piece. It's clear she feels such warmth and connection and brightness um, with this memory and this tradition. I love the connection to nature um, and how close they feel to that and far away from the audience, maybe. Mm. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, this is clearly not something that I've experienced. I'm not part of this culture, but it's clear that there's so much of Joan Hill's identity in this, Mm. um, which I think is just really beautiful. That she was able to capture that and share it with people. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Hmm. So, of all the self-portraits, why did you include self-portrait in a convex mirror? I like how self-aware it is. Mm. Um, I feel like so often we see self-portraits... Um, that are beautiful and they're clearly art. I mean, if you look at any of Van Gogh's self-portraits, mm. they're, it's not realism, it's impressionism. So it's clear that it's art. It's clear that it's an interpretation of who he is, even though it's from his own perspective. Um, and it's 
still clear that this is art, but I love that the mirror is part of it and that it's in the frame. Um, it's clear that the artist is very aware that this is a piece of art rather than real life. And no matter how close we get to the true thing in art, it's still art. Hmm. And it's still an interpretation. And I really like that because hmm. I think even the most accurate autobiography out there is not real life. Yeah. And I think it's it's just cool how this painting points that idea out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I chose this one. I'm sure there's other similar examples that are self-aware like that. Mm -hmm. But this is the one that came to mind. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really like it. Hmm. And my journey. There's also the Korean name here, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it <laughs> because... It will not be Korean. Um, so this piece by Kay Kong. She is a Korean-American artist. And this is talking about her journey, obviously, um, and sort of her coming to terms with her own Korean culture and um, moving from Korea to America. And... Um, sort of sifting through the complex history of being Korean um, and joining a new culture. Mm. Um, so a couple of things to point out about this piece. Uh, it's basically a bunch of boots and stockings that are painted. There's also some um, casts of feet on the ground. Mm. Um, and what this represents is the cultural differences that she has experienced. Um, so all of the white boots and stockings are the traditional footwear of Korean woman, women, basically. They would wear these to make their feet look small and delicate. Mm. Um, and so I think she's short, sort of showing this transformation in her own thinking and her culture's thinking toward more just sturdy, hardy, run-of-the-mill boots and not being so concerned with um, women always appearing so delicate and mm. elegant and small. Um, and so I just thought it was an interesting piece to include in this section. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And finally, Triumphant Scale. I love this. It looks like a giant disco ball mm -hmm. is melting. Yes. I really love this artist. So, El Anatsui, if I'm saying that correctly, is an artist from Ghana. And he is a textile artist. He's got a lot of very large installations like this. Um... They all play with textiles, mm. texture, color, um, the way that it hangs on the wall. Um, it's definitely not just flat against the wall, as you guys can see from the photo. Um, and I just think it's so vibrant and colorful. He also uses a lot of um, just found materials from 
his home. So whether that's clothes or scraps or garbage or whatever it is, um, he sort of pieces together into this beautiful thing. Um, and it really does feel triumphant. And I just love that he creates this amazing art from just things from his home and things that remind him of home mm. and um, gets to share that as part of his identity. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. And lastly is answer. Yes. Which is the rising sun. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Back to my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not? Yes, I had to. <laughs> and it does feel like a really good ending to this gallery. Yeah. I feel like this is a good place to just sit and think for a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Just feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. I love that if someone was going to your gallery in real life, they would walk away feeling uplifted. Like, yes. that's really cool. Yeah. And I think so much of the Whitman poem is really what it's about is life is complicated. There are some really difficult moments, mm. which can be beautiful, but are sometimes ugly and mm. you don't want to remember them. But there's still life there's still identity and you can still contribute something. And so I wanted to capture some of those darker moments of life, those mm. uncomfortable feelings, um, those feelings that maybe we don't always want to revisit, but are part of life. Um, but then focus on the more beautiful and positive aspects of life and then leave with just sort of this breath of fresh air like okay life is complicated but there's so much beauty in it and mm. there's so much beauty that we can make out of it even if it's unhappy sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what i was going for hopefully yeah. it came across definitely yeah definitely um yeah i love that you took the poem and made it a story and yeah I think it would be so cool to walk through yes I would love to <laughs> that would be very cool <laughs> uh, uh, man yeah um there is something really just powerful about seeing all these different ideas and like um but translated in so many different ways like identity coming from all these different cultures and and um different mediums and stuff and i don't know it's really cool it makes me think that the way we do galleries needs to totally change because i think so often it's just like this done by time period which is also cool true but true or artist mm -hmm. yeah yeah but, but i agree i think Part of what's so cool about being a human is no matter where people come from or mm. how they grow up or what time period they're from, we're all human. Mm -hmm. We all have the same emotions mm -hmm. and we go through very similar things. And so 
yeah, I think there's no reason to separate all yeah. of that. Yeah. When we all have such powerful things to say about these different things. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. so true. Yeah. I love that. Hmm. I just want to sit in front of this <laughs> rising sun field. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we made it to the end. Now you can rest in front of Mr. Van Gogh. Mm. Yes. Well, thank you for coming to my gallery. You're welcome. Yes. You're my very first patron. Oh my gosh. Pretty exciting. Of many more, I'm yes. sure. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank all of you for coming to my gallery as well. Yeah. Yes. Let's all go have cappuccinos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to end it. Yeah. It's true. I think that's like the unspoken rule. I think maybe my gallery will have a cafe at the end. I just realized I like that. that idea. Maybe that's why they always have like gift shops with coffee shops in them. Because people just want like an espresso afterwards. Yeah. But I think, yeah, do they, yeah. Do they usually have cafes or are they just gift shops? I don't know. Maybe not galleries. I think museums have cafes. Would have cafes. You're right. But yes, I think you should definitely have a cafe in yours. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, tune in sometime in the future. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited to visit yours. Yeah. It'll be very cool. Well, Lucy, thanks for taking me on your gallery tour. I really enjoyed it. I'll be back. Probably. Good. Good. <laughs> you can get in free anytime. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful week. Um, go enjoy the sunshine. Hopefully it's sunny wherever you are. But mm. uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.